the 49th episode of In the Vitrine. Wow, we're just one shy of 50. I Woo! know. Okay. So today we are going to talk about um, Vogue, Vogue Singapore. Singapore. So the magazine has finally launched physically after quite a lot of um, previews on to what Vogue will stand for and a lot of different activities. And they launched with three covers. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I was, we were all really excited to see what would be in the magazine. Yeah. And so today we thought to just look through it and share with you some of our thoughts and, you know, where we think Vogue Singer was going to go and... Um, and what we hope to see more of um, based on whatever we are looking at now. And I also thought it would be interesting to think about it in a way that if this is a material culture that would be brought on to the future, like if this is going to enter the archives and 100 years from now a fashion student will be looking at this magazine or a researcher, what would they learn about this point in time? Yeah, and I really feel that because I mean my research is on mag like old magazines, exactly. right? So I'm always like pouring through old magazines and thinking like, okay, you know, how would women read this? Because um, I look at women's magazines and, you know, what can we learn about what was going on at this time? And also, how did a magazine try to shape the ideas of, of its readers? Exactly. So it's both like a reflection of what's going on as well as kind of like an instructional tool in yeah, some way. and sometimes aspirational. Definitely. Um, and of course, when you're looking at magazines for research, you would look at many different issues mm -hmm. to kind of get context. And here we have just the first introductory issue. So we're going to approach it a little bit differently. Yeah. So, I mean, we know for sure it's really hard to, you know, assess a magazine yeah. based on just one issue and its first issue at that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we'll just keep it like an open conversation. And yeah. we've definitely read also like people's opinions about it and discussed it with our colleagues. Yeah. So I think let's just dive right in because we're doing a lot of disclaimers. So what did you think, Danny? So there were some things that I was really excited to see and mm -hmm. also because I follow the fashion writers and I like what they do. Mm -hmm. So for example, one of the young writers is Wei Chi Yap who graduated from my course, the MA in Fashion Curation. And you can totally see her love for like her different interests coming through in the writing and her research sources. So for example, she's got an article where she interviews the um, Asian Civilizations Museum team on their plans for the fashion galleries and she includes different quotes from like curator Sersena Estrosa who's our head of school as well as Puki Lee who was my classmate in um, LCF actually. Yeah. And I love that that brings in like different aspects of what fashion can be and where fashion is found as well so in the archives and another um, article I really enjoyed by her was the one on the cocoon silhouette trend mm. on the runway. It's like, I'm giving you tons of spoilers, so I hope you have read the magazine before listening to this episode. Um, and there, again, she brings in different sources. So she interviews like professors from the um, fashion and psychology courses in, in London. So you can really see that like a really um, diverse range of sources and the, the way that she really brings in the things that she's interested in talking about into the articles. Yeah. Well, I also like the fact that there were so many long-form articles yeah. in the magazine, you know, because I think um, oftentimes now the way we, 
insert your fashion and find out about what's going on is through like snippets of information right like an instagram caption or like a slideshow um yeah on a website you know so it's always very punchy but you know with long form writing we really get to know the ins and outs of what we're seeing and you know it's much more considered and i agree with danny you know it's very refreshing to see that in the first issue we're already looking at how fashion is not just about um what's on the runways uh, what's on the streets, but really like, okay, where else are we kind of seeing this? Where else are people thinking more deeply about fashion, like at Asian Civilizations Museum? Yeah. So that was very encouraging to see, and we thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, Another one I really enjoyed was seeing a Singaporean photographer, Lin Chai, photographing um, foreign domestic workers. So mm-hmm. I thought that this inclusion of different women in Singapore who are part of our society it's really really good and I'm, I'm really impressed that they went out and they kind of spoke to people from AIDA which is this organization that kind of helps domestic workers learn different skills and the stories and also the way that they've treated the story is not like you know boohoo um, or like showing like the worst of it but really kind of telling the, their stories as three different persons and they had uh, of course plenty of like nice things to say and also um, difficult things to say about um, being mothers away from their children so I thought that was really if we're going to look at this magazine in the future I really think that's a, diff- a very special conversation that has been brought up and needs to be spoken about yeah and you know through that we can also understand that fashion is also a vehicle to tell stories you know that's not just about fashion but that you know it, it is something that adorns the body you know it tells a narrative it can um, transform you in some way and you know I also enjoyed the fact that it was Len who shot this yeah. series right we spoke with Len before if you haven't caught that episode please look back in our archives um, and go listen to that because you know Len is such an amazing fashion photographer mm-hmm. and you know she kind of thinks much more deeply about you know what she photographs and the narratives behind it and she was the perfect person to do this so in that sense, I think what we enjoyed about the magazine in a nutshell so far is that we enjoyed the fact that um, voices from Singapore are coming through, you know, through like Wei Ti who wrote about um, fashion, through Len who, you know, took pictures yes. um, for the magazine. So that was amazing. There's also another writer, Paki, right? Yes. Um, Paki so Paki wrote this, um, this piece also mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed about upcycling, yeah. uh, uh, designers who are upcycling. So it does have some sort of link to all the big macro trends that are happening in, in fashion in general. Yeah, for sure. Um, there was also this other article with, I think she is a guest writer. So mm-hmm. that's um, a, a brown Singaporean female writer called Fas, And she interviewed the cover girl, Diva. And they um, had a long conversation about what it is. Do you know she's only 20 years old? Really? Wow. Yes. Okay. And she's been like on all these catwalks and... Amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, so I, I think now that we are kind of talking through it, um, because you know when we first got a magazine, it was just like, wow, there's so much going on and we were trying to digest it. And there were some instinctive reactions and some like, okay, let's kind of slow down and go through the magazine. And yeah. I think now that we are speaking to each other, I'm understanding that we really enjoy that Singapore voice that's coming through. Yes. You know, and the idea that um, there is representation for what's beyond, beyond what we think fashion is. So yeah. those are two things that we enjoy. Yeah. 
Um, but of course, with any endeavor, there are there's always room for improvement, I guess. And you know, from our point of view, I think like what one of the things we yeah. did mention is that there are a few Singaporean magazines that were born and bred in Singapore, and sure. Vogue has this big task of it's almost like a franchise, right? Like Vogue it is a franchise, yeah. Vogue <laughs> did, didn't was not born here, so how do you contextualize it? to hear um, yeah. and I mean from the beginning they did say that they wanted to include more Southeast Asian yes voices. I was really looking forward to that but I, I don't quite see it in no. this first magazine it's and maybe more like East Asia or Asia yeah. in, in general and like like China and Korea specifically and, yeah. and Japan I would say the more rec- globally recognized fashion cities you know and um, yeah more Asian designers and at some point I was thinking Vogue Singapore seems to be kind of put out as like a younger sister to Vogue China mm. in some sense because um, I was trying to figure out what the voice was and how it was pitching itself and because um, I, I was kind of looking for the Southeast Asian angle but I didn't see that and then I think with all the activations and I mean there are three covers right so this is one of the covers yes um, the other two covers are not of Singapore models no. but of and they're not um, shot by Singaporean photographers either. Right. But um, it's Chinese models? Okay, I might be wrong. Yeah, they're one Chinese things. model and one um, Japanese. Got you. Okay, so um, yeah, there's definitely an East Asian kind of slant. And I think maybe that's also because these are much more developed fashion cities, which could be the case. Because yeah. it's such a complex system, right? And Vogue is an international magazine yeah. with such a storied history. Um, and I was also thinking, I mean, um, from my point of view, I, I used to be an editor of Art Republic magazine, which is also a print publication. And I remember when I first took over that magazine, I also thought like, okay, how do I make sure that it continues with like what had been done before, but also like have my own voice voice. come through. I mean, obviously this is not the same task, but I'm just trying to figure out like, you know, the thought processes that go into the making of a print magazine, um, you know, with the burden or I guess the privilege, it could be both, you know, of the fact that it has been around for a long time. Yeah. um, And trying to, create that distinct voice yeah i mean literally to this week i was taking my students through like the inception of vote which was in 1870 uh, 1892 yeah and yeah it's such a long time so how do you how do you link that and another thing is that singapore itself is a strange place right it's a port city we're one of the only countries um in this region that uses english as the f- even though it's not our national first language, we use it in everything. So our publications in English, whereas if it was in, I don't know, in Vietnam or if it was in Cambodia or any of the other Southeast Asian countries, it would be in their own language. That's true. Yeah, so I guess what we're trying to say is, um, you know, there are some things in a magazine that we were like, oh, okay, like, hmm, doesn't really gel or, um, you know, that we don't really understand. Yeah, the like I, I wish it. that we... Like, I, I love to look into the magazine and then find some things that I'm, like, delighted and, like, surprised by and I learn something new, right? That's yeah. what you hope for in yeah. a magazine. So while there are some things that I really loved, um, I would like to see more of things from the region and from Southeast yeah. Asia as I thought that was the purpose. But there also seems to be this other strand that they are trying to straddle, which is the digital. Yes. 
And that's such a difficult task. Like, how do you... I mean, okay, just judging from our own experience doing blended teaching. Yeah. Right now, you know, kind of like you're in per- doing teaching in person, but also teaching online. It's a really hard um, thing to do to be really engaging digitally and also um, offline, I guess. And I think they've tried to do that, but some of the things in don't doesn't really come through very well. Yeah. So for example, I think if you just look at the cover, yeah. um, I think that's the digital here. aspect of it, right? Yeah. Like the digitalization of like the background, the artwork. Um, yeah. And then I think they were really trying to push for uh, the orchid because our national flower is the venom is Georgian. Yeah. And then um, I think there was also the creation or like the naming of, a, of an orchid after Vogue. Yeah, and they planted it um, yeah. in Tef. So... Um, there are some, yeah, there are things that I don't quite get there. I guess they're just trying to find something to symbolize mm. the country that they are so true. located in. And yeah. they are trying to draw links and roots with it. And yeah. so they even set up that book foundation that is yes. meant to nourish and like kind of... I think that's amazing though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, but, I'm really excited for that. I mean, you know... Mostly because of our students. I think that yeah. they would so benefit from this initiative. Um, I do hope that they will, you know, try their very best to to um, participate in this. And I really look forward to seeing what comes out of it. I yeah. think another thing that they tried to do with the orchid was the dress um, that was created by designer Robert Wan. So yeah. I was also confused by that because I was thinking, oh, but he's not a Singapore designer or yeah. a Southeast Asian designer. However, he has been known for this floral... True dresses so I it was I, kind of linked from the orchid yeah though. and yeah. also I, I was like wow how did they even find this guy who already <laughs> was doing like flowers um yeah. so I learned something new from there you know even as I'm saying all this and thinking like oh yeah Southeast Asian designers yes and then East Asian designers maybe not um it just seems also that I'm trying to be exclusive but I also think at some point in time um you know it's really about giving a voice to Places that places don't that have don't have it, you know, that are at the margins, you know yeah. that. Um, I mean, not saying that they are at the margins, but it's more of like with an English publication. True. Um, so it's less localized, and it could have a platform to be more yeah more globalized, in, more international, yeah. And yeah. also, uh, it's something I told you as well that, um, for example, for Diaz, um, uh, kind of editorial, there was a lot of digital manipulation, and I get it because they want to do the. 3D um, new ways of presenting fashion but I wish that I mean with all digital exercises this blended thing just tends to um, you you either get Lil Michaela or like a digital influencer to be really fully cool. online yeah. or explore like the natural world yeah I, I find I still find this digit this the blended blended model. model still I'm still maybe I'm just like Maybe we're just old foggy. Yeah, we're like, just old foggy. Everyone listening is just like, what are you talking about? We love that. Yeah, <laughs> we're like, oh, I just want things to be either real or <laughs> digital. Um, yeah, I hear you though. And I think actually it would have been really cool if they created an avatar just for... Oh yeah, for that work. would be amazing. Maybe that's in the pipeline. Yeah, maybe that's in the pipeline. <laughs> and um, we just gave them a, gave yeah. a super win. Yeah, okay, one other thing that I was baffled by and kind of like, did it put me in a funk? before I even um, read the magazine, what's the font? <laughs> I 
Are you very sensitive? Yeah, I, I don't know because I I just like things to be legible and um, like I also read it and thought it was just sort of like ticking the boxes. So there's this special font that was created um, and it's apparently inspired by the orchid as well as um, the Sanskrit found on the Singapore stone, which was by the way destroyed like I don't know in the 13th century or something. Yeah, but yeah. there's a replica in the National Museum. Oh, okay. Museum. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. in the Singapore History the section. Yeah. Um, so then I was a bit confused by that because I'm like, wow, well, we're really going back in time yeah. to kind of like get inspiration for, for this. And I, I thought it wasn't very... In my mind, I just thought, oh, that seems like not very thought through. Because um, it just seemed like, okay, let's pluck something from history that doesn't really have anything to do with fashion, just like with Singapore. So at the same time as I'm saying like, well, you know, it's great that they have some stuff in Singapore and that's amazing. But then I'm also like, hmm, but what about the fashion side of things? You know, I would have liked that. And I think... Oh, I see. So yeah. they are getting... Ins- you're saying that they are getting inspiration from Singapore itself as a country or yeah. its history. Yeah. But not necessarily what it- the fashion that it relates to. No. And... I guess in itself, Sanskrit, it seems very strange as a source of inspiration. Yeah, it's not from here, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not sure about that part. And I think fundamentally what I didn't like about the font is that it's not very readable. Mm. But, yeah. um, again, our old fuddy daddy, I was, <laughs> I was also looking at the font and it really looks like all this kind of internet graphic design okay. that a lot of young designers are doing and even this page where you have the fashion the future mm-hmm. where all the different designers and editors from around the world are like sending their inspiration and well wishes to vote so that one is like kind of done in this gradient style and it looks really like um the kind of graphic design i would see in a very experimental kind of art publication yeah. or more experimental fashion magazine so there are instances when the the layout is a bit more mm. you know something you would see in regular fashion magazines yeah. and then suddenly there are some parts where they there's this like kind of very internet very um true experimental graphic design i must say though with the fashion of the future I, I would have liked to see the faces of the people who are saying things i mean Maybe just for like the visualization the QR code. oh okay so it's my QR bad code. yeah right well, you know, if you had launched this magazine a few years ago, mm. no one would be using QR codes. Yeah. But the thing is that in Singapore, to get to any place, yeah. you need to scan a QR code. And so now it has suddenly become a thing that you would expect. Yeah, but then in that sense also, then the QR code is very unsexy because it's just like, for us, it's like safe entry. Like that's what it's called, safe entry. So any place you go in Singapore, like even let's say you go into a mall, you have a safe entry QR code to scan at the beginning. And in every single shop you go to, you have to scan it again. So I actually felt very reluctant to take out my phone and scan things in the magazine because I was just like, no, not again. But it looks so internet and so like... True. Art. Internet yeah. art. Yeah. Um, well, beyond the, the print uh, version, um, you know, there's also this idea of like building a community. Yeah. And I think one of the very first, well, one of the very first things that they did was to have a vote conversation. So I'm just going to whip out my phone now. Yeah. And that um, was hosted to... by Anna Wintour. Who yeah. Well, I've... she gave a preface, like she gave an introduction. Yeah. And then it was moderated by Norman. I watched um, one of her master classes and yeah. I learned, I mean, I guess this is. Um, very known but that she wakes up at 4am every morning mm. and then she plays tennis at 7.30 so 
So I've been very inspired to wake up earlier. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, yes. So yeah, and, the, and the thing is, you see, like Norman has to, I don't not not fill these shoes, but like to kind of follow in this tradition, you know, yeah, of like wow, true. this like amazing figure. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I well, you said the students were also really happy with yes. the conversation, right? Because yeah. Angel Chen yeah. was speaking. So Angel Chen, who is also in Next in Fashion, and it's a Chinese designer that I really love. So she was in the conversation and. You know, the day, the a few days after, I saw some of my students, and they were they like two or three of them mentioned that talk and how oh yeah, so Angel Chen said this and Angel Chen said that and Angel yeah. Chen did this, um. So I think that's really great that yeah. when, when they, when it's a place where you go to for inspiration and to to be exposed to new things and actually this webinar format does give people access to all these figures that, you know, it would have been crazy to fly them all down and mm. not everybody would have been able to yeah. attend these talks. So there are some little silver linings um, in this time yeah. of the pandemic that kind of have added to, to Vogue Singapore. I don't think that if it hadn't been the pandemic, maybe they wouldn't have done so many digital things. I'm not sure. I don't know. But I, I think it was like they had to also cover a niche for themselves, right? Like what yes. is Vogue Singapore? What does it stand for? Um, and I think uh, like with everything that's said, like obviously we, we like some parts of it. We are a bit hesitant to like other parts of it. And we hope that in the next issues, you know, like more of the voices will come through. And I'm sure it will because like once you have the first issue out, um, you know, like you get feedback. Yeah. Um, and I think everyone is just feeling really supportive of the yeah. magazine because we we love that there is this magazine here you yeah. know it's just another platform and we we need these platforms right to like enliven the fashion scene um to give the younger generation of fashion designers stylists photographers a fighting chance um a place yes. to aspire to work at a place exactly. for them to be featured so you know we just yeah we're just really excited and hope that um the next issues will, will be fantastic yeah, and yeah. continue all the things we loved from this issue. Yeah. So we wish you all the best, Vogue Singapore. Yay! <laughs> First issue launch. Woohoo! <laughs> and thank you for listening. So if you like this podcast, please like us on um, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, you know, interact <laughs> with us there and um, do follow us on um, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening and till the next time, bye! Bye!